Hey guys, it's Ash. And Ange. It's been a busy May for us as we plan our first ever Gearmit Day. We've also had some cool opportunities to work with other artists. Be on the lookout as we reveal what's coming up in the next coming weeks and months. So for this week's episode, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. This week, we'll be sharing an episode of the High Phrase podcast where I was a guest. As Ash said, this is a super busy time for us planning some things in recognition of Girmit Day or Indian Arrival Day in Fiji. So in the interest of maintaining some capacity for our mental health, we'll be bringing you previously recorded content all month long. We acknowledge that this episode of the High Phrase podcast was recorded on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Coquitlam First Nation. We thank the Coquitlam who continue to live on these lands and care for them, along with the waters and all that is above and below. I had a ton of fun with our friends and co-hosts of High Phrase, Arif, aka Elite, whose episode you probably heard already with us, and Mike Olton, aka ACDJ. It was pretty cool to kind of be on the other side of the room or the mic this time around. And I hope that you like it and that it gives you a bit of a deeper look inside the mind of Ange. We'll catch y'all later. Have a good one, guys. I think it's plainly obvious how the algorithms are built to stunt specific growth in specific communities. I think just to, just today there was like a report put out saying that um, Facebook as a parent company doesn't deliberately try and minimize the voices of POCs, but oh. it's a byproduct of their algorithm, which basically means the algorithm is programmed for the benefit of one specific group of people. Right, right, right yeah. I see people using the N-word all the time on social media. Yeah. Writing it saying it, sharing videos of other people saying it. That's the Rittenhouse nobody uh, gets banned. algorithm. Nobody gets right. banned. But the second you write white person, like you can't even yeah. can't fucking spell W-H-I-T-E. Yeah. You got to well, put some, you got to put W-H-Y-T-E. Yeah, it's, or, it's Y-T-E. Y-T-E? Yeah, you had to resort to using like... Can you imagine yeah. the whole algorithm's rigged so that you cannot <laughs> say white people? And it's wow. different because like... Like we can't say yeah. that. Like because if, if we, like if a colored person <laughs> says white person, then wow. it's immediately like, oh no, 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 stop that. Yeah, and and they actually pretty much admitted mm-hmm. that the algorithm does do this. We don't know how Interesting. though. Interesting. Don't know how to fix it either. Stop talking. Wow. What's going to happen with the meta when the meta comes? Is how's how's racism going to be in the metaverse? I wonder. You know. Like, how are they going <laughs> to censor us in the fucking meta when we're walking around okay, with our little so android? Do, 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 do. I hate you! Right? Like, what are you going to do? That little cartoon racism? Like, what's it going to be like? Yeah. Hey? It's interesting to think. This <laughs> is a serious matter because everything's going to change with that metaverse as soon as everybody right. puts the goggles on. Like, the but way But can you I go on there and just, like, make myself whoever? Yes. Okay. That's the thing. So are they going to limit you to your specific profile pictures and what you look like or are you going to just be able to freestyle it and come out like a unicorn 
I think you get to choose your thing. Then I don't think that racism will be like that because... Well, there'll be undercover people with, you know, never mind body dysmorphia. It'll be like avatar dysmorphia Ugh. disorder. But like, okay, because you know? there can be people like me who are like, I mean, I would never do this, but I just mean like there might be people who look like me who are like, I'm going to present as a white person yeah. and just like live freely yeah. and like... Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah right? Like, yeah. like and then, from Wagner? Uh, and then like, there's going to be some white people yeah. who go on there and present as black yes. and just like hey, so all all their pop, pop all of the yeah. N-words yeah, because that's yeah. what they've been waiting for. Wow. Full yes. That's so crazy. Yeah. You know what's so nuts? We were just talking about today um, how you and me have been in a vehicle together. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not driving... I feel guilty as fuck lighting up a J. You don't give a fuck. I don't give a, f- a single one, not a single F. If I'm, <laughs> and I, I know it's terrible. I know it's terrible, but Anderson Packard's song. You're not driving. Yeah. What's that? You said if you're, if you're not, not driving, driving specifically. Talking, I'm paranoid as fuck but not the, driving and talking. Yeah. I know you're not supposed to talk in the car. But I enjoy talking in the car. Yeah, I do too. It's just one of those. It's just <laughs> one of those things. It's a '90s thing. Now here's the thing: if, if you if you were to see me stoned, you wouldn't know I was stoned. So it's yeah. not like I'm. Det- it's detrimental sure. to me as a person. Yeah, I'm justifying it like crazy. But I, I feel nervous as fuck. And I, I remember sitting with you in the car, and you're like, "Just fucking light it up." I'm like, "I'm just looking around at cops and stuff." Yeah, and there's cops you everywhere. You don't have to even think about it. I don't think about it. And I had a conversation with another friend of mine. That's that's white as well and says she doesn't care she'll smoke anywhere she'll smoke driving on the highway yeah. residential areas Wait, you know what that is that's what? privilege oh, <laughs> sure. do you know why I do that's it because I know how to talk to police officers that's you know why. what I'm going to tell you something buddy you think that's what it is <laughs> Because you both could say the exact same thing yeah. and the outcome is going to be different mm-hmm. but most and I'm going to just I'm going to just say that I I, I really know that <laughs> But with that said, most traffic cops or like highway and all that shit are all brown guys out here. It's getting there. It is. There's lots, but the, here's the problem. Lots. Okay, they're all designated to brown. To, <laughs> all brown guys are here going out on the highway on speed duty. But we're not saying it's. Dude, it's, it's, it's not just white law enforcement that's racist. It's just law enforcement. Period. Yes, I think they run as. I a will crew. also raise my hand for that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think absolutely. it is. Yeah, because when you it's put that when you put that color on, well, I mean. It's it is. I'll tell you why it is a race. It is a race thing, and it is racism because these are the folks who then prescribe to right. Like they are yeah. people yeah. of color, yeah. whatever that color might be, whatever that background or ethnicity might be, and they insert themselves into an agency that was built on racism, oh, and then yeah. adopt those ideals, right? Mm-hmm. And at some point, they already did, and. Whatever. I'm going to say the thing that I always say. I don't want to generalize. Not every single colored co- cop course, is like this. Of you know, and that's whatever. common sense. We shouldn't even yeah, have to say exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. However, yeah. I just know this <laughs> to be true, that there are some colored folks yeah. out there who become police officers. And yeah. like they're just out there. And they're just blue now. Like, okay. yeah. yeah I do know, I know a guy, Kai, who became a Vancouver police officer. And he was a brown guy from mm. uh, Surrey friend of mine and he was like dude he went into the weight room on like his first week as a rookie and he went in there he's like on the bench press right one plate you know these guys are juiced to the max yeah max and he was like buddy it's brown guys workout time white guys workout time asian guys workout time he goes that's how it is they roll like that and he's like it's such a gang mentality he got 
bullied off of the bench press. That's weird. That's gross. I guess I guess it's until they get in the field, then they're all the same color. Because I've never seen a video. Oh, sorry, I've seen one video of um, an, a cop being the aggressor in a situation and kicking the shit out of somebody and another cop stopping it. I've only seen one video where that's happened. And a guy pulled the cop off and then that got... Afterwards, the guy that pulled the cop off ended yeah. up getting fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've, that's, I've only the seen it once. Code. So yeah. I, it's, it's not about... It's not all of them. It's not about... Because uh, no. in a sense, it really is all of them. It's like, a collective effort. I have a f- family member that was just a normal brown guy. Had a normal... Regular everyday guy. Everyday, just regular everyday. chill dude. And everyday he all of a sudden got the itch to become a cop. Oh, And fuck. it started with... Um, so he became a cop yeah. and then wanted to enlist in the military. Yeah, yeah. That's how you do. When came you fail back. to become a cop, you go to the military, then you become a cop. What? <laughs> and then he came back and, he, and, and now, he's he in, now he's in SWAT, <laughs> yeah, right? But yeah. the, the fucked up thing for me is like, so he went to Afghanistan. He served for like six months wow. in Afghanistan. Crazy. And he, I remember we, it was an Eid. We only saw them on Eid. It was like once a year kind of thing. Sure. And we were chilling, talking about um, his deployment and stuff. And I'm like, uh, I had to ask. I'm like, did you actually end anybody's life yeah and he was very forthcoming about it he said yeah and then uh i said can i ask you how many he said yeah three and i said okay now did all three of those people look like you and he said yeah we're all the, we're all the same same skin color but they're the enemy yeah and i'm like what the worst crazy man. you you can't even rationalize at all the byproduct of your effect no. in that situation no scary it is very scary yeah I mean, imagine that you have to make that choice, right? But that's where we're at now with this vaccination. We're doing the same things. You know, we're always being faced with like these military style options that we have to make in life. Hey, it's it's crazy. Third, yeah. It's it's gone to the point now where every single week there's some military action of some kind happening, whether it's a weather phenomenon or it's like <laughs> Shit. right, yeah. or More it's coming. like somebody getting beat up on the street. You know, my friend lives in Oregon, where the Rittenhouser thing was, the kid. What's his name? Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse. <laughs> right? He's in that. Rittenhouser. That sounded way more German. <laughs> I want to make him super German. Rittenhouser! Yeah, I'm sure he'd right? like that, yeah. Gets off. He's expecting, woo, shit's going to go down. Not a peep happened. You know, and thank God. Someone else's God. Thank someone else's God <laughs> that... Nothing happened, right? But nothing happened. You know, it fucking sucked. The one time when people should have popped off should have been this fucking decision in the court. And it doesn't happen, dude. It's, it, right? It's, it's horrible, man. It's I think, horrible. I think there's too much. And now I think people are so far removed from the feeling of being angry about it because it's yes. so blatant. Yeah. all the time yeah yeah actually like you you raised like an interesting point and i think that's totally correct because like people are tired one like everyone's just tired of repeating themselves and yeah. hitting their head against the wall right yeah. and like i think it was like before the summer right my my bro um he was talking about um i think he d- to took to, yeah <laughs> he took to instagram to like talk about a racist experience he had in ladner um, there's multiple, so I can't remember exactly which one it was, but I'm pretty sure it was like he went to Starbucks in the morning and like these white people there didn't like how he parked his car and told him to go back to where he came from. Yeah. And holy fuck. Yeah. Eh? And then so he, you know, he, you know, was talking about it on Instagram. And then 
wow. you know, some people like came through and they like called and messaged and they were like, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, yeah. And they were pissed. Like a lot of white people, like yeah. his friends, like people we knew were fucking pissed. Right. Crazy. And then when we were on the podcast recording afterwards, he was like, you know, I, I took to Instagram to like air this out and people came through, but like no colored people came through. Yeah. Like, yeah. where are y'all at? Like what happened? And I was like, I want to like offer in like alternative or an ex- explanation, mm-hmm. which is that a lot of the colored folks were probably like, it's just another day. Just another day. Yeah. Oh, that happened to you too. Cause like <laughs> it really just is honestly mm-hmm. like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just life. Right. Yeah. And you know, like, he came home and he was livid. Like mm. he was so livid, of course, right? And then like my mom and dad are like, what's going on? And I tell them, I'm like, this just happened. And and my dad was straight up like, well, like, why did he park his car like that? Right? Because wow. like they don't question anything. They weren't yeah. taught to. That this is just the cost of yeah. us living here. Wow. Default that's apologetic. That's really yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's really like, tragic. It is. It is because it's it's not our world, right? It's not a yeah. world that was built for us. It's yeah. not a system that was built for us by mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So this is just the cost of existing yeah. in this society. And the apathy is real, man. And like, I, I can't blame anybody that's a brown skin person for being apathetic towards it because when you like, just think about the grand scheme of things and the collection of immigrant groups that are in Canada alone, right? The diversity of immigrant groups in Canada, just. In BC, let's say, you easily have 30 different ethnic groups in one province in Canada, easily. And almost every single one of these minority groups can say that their countries have been made, you know, unstable and unlivable because of white supremacy, colonization, the after effects of it. So you have all these people leaving their motherlands where they're connected to directly living in a country that doesn't want them there, mm. but it's because of that fucking country that they're there. Right? Yeah. So I think that... It's such a mind fuck. It is. <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah. They bring that burden with them. Yeah. And when they have kids, they pass that burden on to their kids. And it's, mm. they, can't, they can't help it. It's not like, you know, brown people believe in therapy. Well, but the kids can help it. And so instead of really thinking about why our parents and grandparents didn't do the things that they should have done, we need to make sure that the kids do the things they're supposed to do because that's the only way it ends. Then that's the only way the past doesn't exist anymore. Right, but what if what if you are of that generation and you are the one that has that weight on you? You gotta pass it on then. Right? Then your responsibilities no, for the next one. For sure, but like what I mean is like, what if, like I, I agree with you is that, yeah, it is the responsibility of like the, that identifying generation mm-hmm. to be like, no, like I'm not gonna do that, Break right? Patterns, yeah. But what about that, the responsibility of that, knowing that, that, okay, there are things wrong with me because of stuff that, like, my folks have passed down. So I got to fix that. So you got to do that while you also work on getting over the old stuff. And that's a lot. Yes, but your ancestors traveled in ships and half of them didn't make it to certain countries. 100%. You know what I mean? So we've all had a burden. Yeah. That's then that's the shitty thing about this is that eventually if we continue to take on burden, eventually one day there's going to be none. There will be no burden. I like, certainly no hope so. Like that is like in a perfect world if I was to like, you know, wave yeah. a magic It'll wand, absolutely. I think. I think that there's so much that 
especially this generation specifically like like i think like us like millennials and the, the older millennials specifically are really like identifying older these issues yeah that's i mean yeah. <laughs> i don't know that's I mean, as 40 <laughs> sinks into the chair <laughs> ageism right as gen x <laughs> slinks <laughs> out of the room <laughs> but like it, it is like it is this this generation that's mm-hmm. like going like hey wait wait a second yeah. guys there's some shit that's wrong you here. guys are the best right and we're, we're really trying but at the yeah. same time we're also like carrying Big we're still time. carrying the weight of like our parents shit yeah. right and yeah. we not only do we have to like get over that stuff but we have to also be understanding of the fact that they our parents will mm-hmm. not take the steps to figure it out and they will continue to do those same behaviors and yeah. like re-traumatize you right Fuck, like it's crazy it's, cycle it is constant right so it's mm-hmm. like there's a lot of weight on us to then also be smart enough to mm-hmm. not let that shit affect yeah. us and that's hard it's and hard. then you're being asked to succeed <laughs> as well <laughs> like we haven't even talked about you know yeah the pre- the trying pressure. to survive and then thrive yeah and then succeed and then be able to create something where you can you know look back like i I did something Mm -hmm. so okay it takes i think the way you think in your age demographic you're not the majority there's a small group of of like-minded thinkers that have this outlook that things need to change okay which means that at some point you were activated by something some Mm -hmm. was it an incident was it a moment sure was it like a pattern that happened yeah, good question. I don't know. I think I've always known that like something was wrong. Always. Mm. Right? Because I think that and like you'll probably be able to relate to this. Like we're not really taught to like critically think or question anything. I was not at least. No. Like mm. my brother and I were not. No, definitely not. And it was like it just is what it is, what it is. Mm. Right? And so growing up in that kind of like household and mentality like you kind of just like whatever is done to you you just accept it you're like okay this the world is what it is is. right and so you don't question it but you kind of know that something's wrong right like you can say from like a young age you felt yeah like i feel like from a young age i was just kind of like i don't really agree with this but what am i gonna do about it yeah right what am i supposed what am i supposed to like step to my dad and have him put me out are you having these thoughts (laughs) shit um, like seven, eight, nine, so, ten, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. My brother's four years older than me, mm. and so, um, and he really like he rebelled from an early age. I hate to use those labels and words just because he was just like a normal, yeah. normal kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, b- normal kid by the standards of like where we grew up, mm-hmm. right? But like our parents were not like you know those parents that we grew up with, right? And so. He, he challenged them a lot. And so, you know, being four years younger than him and then watching the things happen that did, like, no, I didn't agree with him, like, smoking weed and cigarettes at a young of age. Course. Of course not. But yeah. I also didn't agree with, like, corporal punishment as the... Yeah. As the... Default. The default. <laughs> yeah. I didn't agree with, like, you're just going to stop and that's it. Yeah. The end. <laughs> like, that, oh, like yeah. none of that shit helps, right? Like, yeah. so it just, you know... Hold on, you just said... You're just going to stomp, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, you mean... Stop. 
stop. Like, you know, like there wasn't any, like, there's no conversation. Yeah. There's no like, that. Hey, I'm going to sit down with you. Like, I want to know why you're smoking weed. So that's an, imp- the deal that's is. an important distinction. And I think, I think that's a really important distinction. Conversation. Yeah. yeah. There's no parents. connection. There's yeah. no conversation, no connection. It's just, my word is the last word. You don't ask yeah. why you don't question it. That's it. Right. That's it. And to me, you know, that's what they know. That's what makes sense mm-hmm. because that's what they get out there in the world in their like menial job workplaces. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what they're, that's what they got from their parents. Yeah. That's what their parents got from their parents. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. then when we get up the ladder, we get to that's what the Girmitias got yes. from their masses, yeah. from their overseers. Well, it becomes right? family tradition after mm-hmm. certain generations. It becomes instilled in your in your tradition. Yeah. Of your family, it's man. like just our it's like bizarre. genetic makeup is just right like and so now what what's supposed to happen is that i'm just supposed to like get more and more pissed and resentful and then grow up and like do the regular linear things even when i'm not necessarily ready Mm -hmm. right like get married have kids not be not be able to like do anything um wear shorts can't go to the party yeah wear shorts wear shorts and a tank top yeah (laughs) <laughs> exactly like i'm supposed to do all of those things and then like just do the same yeah i'm just supposed to be angry and then like take it out on my kids right yeah. that's when i get mine i get mine when, when i have, have my kids and, yeah right and i'm like sweet gonna make your life a living hell right wow. like and then at, at some point like we've seen that shit and we're like oh actually no like wow. i'm super good on yeah. that you know so yeah. you it's like a pattern of years before you started to feel like you were activated and wanted to do something to change the circumstances. Well, yeah, like, I think, like, eventually, like, when I was, like, in, like, my mid-teens, maybe, I was just, like, well, why? Like, Mm -hmm. why is it so bad for me to go for a walk outside (laughs) in, like, the world's Mm -hmm. safest town? I know that it's all white people here, and we experience a lot of, like... Snarky comments. Yeah, right? Like, I was not necessarily... And, like, again, this is, like, this is my privilege because, like, I'm a female. Like, I did not feel physically unsafe most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, There were times here and there, like, I've been spat at. I've been... Jesus. Yeah. That's fucked up. I've been, like, spat at by dudes and, like, yeah, like, I've been, like, you know, said all of the things to me. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was my bro who was absolutely, like... Directly affected. Yeah, like he was actually physically unsafe in in a lot of his teenage years, right? Exactly, yeah. But like at some... So I can understand why my parents were so... Like at this Mm -hmm. point in my adult life, I can understand why my parents were so like, you can't go outside because Mm -hmm. like it's a treacherous world out there. But there wasn't any of that. There was no conversation. It was just like, I just don't want you outside the end. Um, And then also just Mm. control, right? Control is a really big part of brown parenting, right? And so, like, I couldn't do anything. And Mm. so then you start to, like, question, like, well, like, you know, like, he does everything he wants, right? Like, he's the physically unsafe person, but he's a boy, (laughs) so he can go do whatever he wants. But I'm in here, like, you know, athletically and excelling, like, academically excelling, like, doing all of this shit that you're telling me I'm supposed to do. And I haven't earned anything. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't earned anything out of it, you know? And so... It's a really tough environment to like figure out who you are. Yeah. Oh my god, I had no idea. No idea. When did you figure that out? Um, when I was sixteen, I tore my ACL for the first time. Oh, shit. What were you doing? Soccer. Were you playing soccer? Yeah. Damn. And I was That's really I good. I was really good. Was it left leg? Yes. Yeah. Always. I'm a lefty. Fuck. Yeah. Your defense. Defense. Mid. Mid. It was like a. 
outside mid. Yeah. Damn. It's always yeah. the left a- ACL that goes. It's always yeah. Left. And uh, my whole identity was sports. Sports. I did everything. Basketball, volleyball, soccer, MMA, mm. like everything. And that was all I did mm. because that's what got me out of the house. Mm. Right? Big time. And then I didn't have that anymore. Fuck. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? I have yeah. like no hobbies yeah. otherwise. I have no other interests. I had like no idea. Yeah. And like nobody talked that through with me. Yeah. Like nobody asked me how I was feeling. Just a life altering yeah. traumatic experience. <laughs> yes. it is. Yeah. What's well, eye opening, especially if nobody comes around and, you know, like especially when you're left alone. Because that alone yeah. is when you yeah. figure it out. Like those, those traumatizing alone mm-hmm. moments is when you find yourself. Always. <sighs> it's like in prison, right? You, a guy goes to the hole in prison hmm. his first day in the hole kicking the door bam 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 angry angry sure, angry yeah and then the next couple of days you settle down you get into the pity self wallow mode and then after about five days back in the day they don't do it anymore after about five days you start to think about it's a long time seven Fuck. days you start to really question your behavior after about two weeks to a month you start to really change you yeah. kill yourself you've man. like gone through like full introspection yeah Wow. But you have to have some kind of like, you know. You have to have like a complete breakdown kind of, to nothing yeah. in order all, for that it, to happen. And it's all relative. So you have the same mm-hmm. thing. So when you were down with your ACL, things were happening in your head. And you were questioning yourself and questioning your life probably. Right? Oh, yeah. And you were left alone do. in your room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. great, this is my life. Rice. And you changed. <laughs> yeah. It. I don't think it was for the better, though. Because mm. I just didn't. I didn't have anything else to like latch myself onto, yep. I guess. And um, I was like physically unable to like do things. So I couldn't even like escape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I started playing soccer because my dad put me in soccer. Oh, it's right? a mad feature yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, right. I was like yeah. eight or nine or something. Mm-hmm. And like we just like went to a community center <laughs> one day. I didn't even had no idea what was going on. Right. And nope. he signed me up for soccer. He's like, sweet, this is what you do now. And I was like, cool. And then I was really good. <laughs> I was like really good. good at it. Yeah. And then um, you know, he for from like age eight to nine to like until I injured myself, like he never missed anything. He was at every mm. every single thing, every single tryout. Uh, he pushed me. I went to BC Summer Games. I played That's Metro awesome. Women's. Yeah. Out. Thank you. Yeah. Right. I like, I, I did it. And I was like, cool. This is my ticket out of here. Yeah. yeah. Right. I was like, we can't afford like fancy university. Like I'm out of yeah. here mm-hmm. with this. And then I hurt my knee Fuck. and like we had no connection oh, or relationship wow. anymore. So like, his identity, know. that's his identity with you. Was- living through you. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Like and I think that's also like a mad Fijian thing. Oh, is like living vicariously through your kids, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is like I don't know, kind of toxic. I kinda get it. It's yeah. toxic, but yeah. like I don't know, I kinda get it, right? And now I, I see it like I mean it was kinda shitty then and then you know, once the connection like once there was nothing there, there was no connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I try to look at it as like, okay, I am I feel like now at this point in my life, I'm doing all of the things that like they probably mm. would have done mm-hmm. ha- could they have mm-hmm. if they knew they could have done these things yeah. and that actually makes me feel kind of good because yeah, like yeah. i don't get pressure to like you know go get married and have babies and stuff You're and very like, fortunate in i'm that way. super lucky because it's, <laughs> it's very rare yes very rare. i am yeah. super lucky right yeah. like i'm 30 years old and oh, wow. i have no 
I didn't think you were 22. <laughs> okay? I didn't think hey, she man. was like 22. Brown skin people. Yeah. Brown skin people. Is that melanin, yo? So, yeah, yeah it absolutely is, right? Like, even yeah. like my parents are like 64, and you'd never be able to tell. Like, everyone still thinks my mom is my sister. I mean, I, I think so. I think that, like, the thing with women is that, like, you like i think that women i think there's definitely some women who just know that they want to like procreate you know when they are born like they just know i was never like that i was more so like i need to trust someone enough to procreate a human with them and i don't trust nobody like that's quite the undertaking and like if what my prime example of it is what it is i'm super good yeah no it's a hell it's a hell life (laughs) <laughs> no, it's not, man. Like, okay, I I, I grew up in some hell. fucking the, traumatic circumstances. Yes, no, a uh, very traumatic upbringing. Mm-hmm. And yes, when um, when I had kids, when me and my baby mother had kids, I should say, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I was absolutely nothing like my parents whatsoever. I get it. But I inherited religion, mm-hmm. right? right? And I brought that with me for the first couple of years of our married life and mm. upbringing of our first kid. Yeah. And then I found cannabis. Yes. New and religion. the day that I smoked, um, no exaggeration, okay? The day I fucking smoked weed, the very first day, all of these walls that were up blocking mm-hmm. my thought process just like fell. Wow. Yeah, so things like religion and... You're never reading the Torah again. Yeah, (laughs) these antiquated belief systems. I just kind of like, this is all fucking right. We were so... No exaggeration, okay? We were so brainwashed. Growing up, I never saw a Christmas tree. Wow. In in my house, never happened. Never. Not one single year. What year was your first Christmas tree? Honestly? Yeah, yeah. You're going to fucking laugh. My daughter was five. Wow, good for you. Four, dude. four, sorry. We made four. it. We broke every single shitty cycle Beautiful. that wow. my parents put upon me. We changed. And it's crazy because I see it in my kids. I have mm. a 20-year-old boy. I have a mm. 14-year-old girl. And I see how trauma-free they are. And it's mm. fucking mind-blowing. Yeah, that's pretty good. Wow. Because they're just like, they're just free to think, free to express themselves, free to be just whatever version of themselves they want to be That's they incredible. decide yeah and, I'm, and and i see it now and i'm like holy fuck it's not their fault that they fucked up but they really fucked up yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know i i like to say this thing like you know it, when we know better we can do better and like Facts. mom and dad just did not know better man yeah. like they didn't right and mm-hmm. like i don't I don't like hold on to that shit anymore at yeah. all like i think i really really used to especially mm-hmm. with you know what I what I saw it do to my brother. Yeah. That really, really sucked. Uh, because his life was really hard just living in the town that we grew up in, like with just with the bullying and all the hate that he used to get, especially as a boy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, to come home and not have any type of supports was just like where was his safe place, right? Yeah. Where were we supposed to go to talk totally to anybody about you. anything? Yeah. yeah. And like his life could have been so different. Mm-hmm. Right. And like we feel like, you know, we're taking, we're trying to take all that shit back now. Yeah, 100%. Right? And, and like, rewrite, rewrite our future and rewrite some things for ourselves. But, like... It's, it takes a while. Yeah. So, how do you... So, obviously, you know, growing up in an Indian household, therapy is not really a thing. It's not. Do you find yourself self-diagnosing? Or actually, do you actually go to a therapist yeah. to deal? So... 
I never, that was one of the things from a very young age where I was just like, I should go to therapy. We should go to therapy. Yeah. Oh, right? you were like, on it. Yeah. Like, oh. like from a very young age, those was one of those things where I was just like questioning it. And I was just like, why does it exist? Like, That's crazy. what is going to be so bad? Like, I just, I was like, it's for people who aren't okay. Yeah. I'm not okay. I yeah. should go there. Like, wow. it makes sense. Right. And so I was never, I've always been an advocate for therapy. I never myself got uh, like formal therapy mm. until I was an adult, but it was something that I suggested to our like entire family Yeah, from mm. like my early teens because oh. my brother was like just so messed up mm-hmm. and I was like, mm-hmm. we all, but it's all of us. Like we're all not okay. It's not him. Right. For sure. Right. Yeah. Cause I think that's the other thing, especially in Brown pa- families is that we try to like point at one person and be like, you're the problem. And if you fix yourself, mm-hmm. then everything's going to be okay because you're the one who's fucking everything up. Right. And I was like, no, like, this is like an everyone thing. I, I was able to see from a very young age that like my brother wasn't just the way he was on accident. It yep. was it was for mm. some pretty specific things that you could write down bullet point chronologically and it equated to what it did, okay. you know. And so um, it wasn't until I was like in my mid 20s where I was just like, I'm going to go to therapy because I'm like, just not OK. <laughs> um, it was actually because I was in a bad relationship mm. Um, and I really wanted to, I went to therapy to become, become more secure because, um, I was, I was blamed for being insecure Mm, in my relationship and the the onus was put on me to change my mindset so then I could be. Yeah. Okay, As with all to your these partner making you feel secure. Yes, which yeah, is absolutely. The goal of somebody's mind, mind Yeah, thing. and so I, I went to regular therapy. I think my brother was going for a few years already, just mm-hmm. because um, of like all of his issues. He was like more on it, which was terrific, and it was kind of sporadic, but he definitely did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like now we're like yeah, regular advocates for regular therapy. Wow. We go regularly, like it's really good all the time. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like I feel like you know if you're um, if you like have a heart attack one day and like you're a heart patient now Mm. and you have to take regular medication, you don't just stop taking your medication. Like once you're not like presenting symptoms or you feel like you're okay, Mm -hmm. it is something that you, you continue to do. Interesting. And so I really feel like I will, like I'll never stop. Um, There are times where I go more frequently than other times, but I don't. I don't for think you, I could for ever like stop. Doing that for yourself. Well, okay. Thanks. <laughs> you've had some fucking trauma. You you've never done you've never done th- any kind uh, of therapy. I can't tell the truth to a therapist. <sighs> wow. That's fucked up. So why even bother? Because what would happen if you did? I just can't do it. I, I when I was uh, nine ten years old, they flew in Doctor uh, Arnott. Don or not, he was uh, the, the world's leader in child psychology. They flew him Damn. into Victoria, come talk to me. And I sat there and I manipulated the guy at age fucking 10 years old and to the point where he's like, why was this kid? No, he's lying. I'm like, no. And I've just, in my whole life, never trusted. Ever. I've never been given any reason to trust anyone. Facts. And so I live, live with major 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 trust issues my entire life so until i can get over the trust issues by making good friends that i can count on you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. like having good people around me that i feel secure around Mm -hmm. i'm never going to be able to get to a therapist 
So I'm not going to trust them. I, I, I did online during the COVID. I did an online. I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to go for therapy. So I mm. called and they're like, well, we're doing online therapy. So sure. I'm like, okay. It's not the same, especially the what first is this? time. Yes, yeah. it's not the same. I can't do it. Especially so, the first few times because I, I did the online stuff during COVID too. But like I was like very bizarre. lucky to be very like established with my therapist. Mm-hmm. And I've heard just horror stories about people not finding like a good therapist mm-hmm. for a very long time or um, it just not being a good fit, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like any other relationship. Yeah. And like that has not been my case. I've been super lucky. Like she's incredible. And she's like this super cool young white girl mm. who like honors everything about me. And yeah. like that's so important. That's, that's awesome. really, really important. Yeah. But super important. apparently hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, white female therapist well, yeah <laughs> I mean, more it's, to it's hard to find that kind of like connection and relationship right yeah. I'm, i mean i'm sure there's like many of many of her but so um you know like a lot of people of color yeah. will will gravitate towards like a therapist people, yeah. who's like them yeah. that's exactly what i did exactly yeah. yeah and there's nothing wrong with that and that's yeah. fair yeah. i think a part of it for me was the understanding of the um the cultural impact of how the culture can devastate you just to begin with. Mm. And I think because they have that understanding, their approach, I don't want to say their approach is different, but their approach is, I think you don't have to explain anything. Yeah. You don't have to the details. Yeah. It's incredible. I completely get that. I completely get that. Well, you can sum up a lot with, you know, you know, yes. Okay. Boom. We get, Mm -hmm. you're automatically on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And and a a part of it, part of it for me is um, my, my activation was Malcolm X reading the Malcolm X autobiography mm. completely mind fucked me at that age okay. because in our culture we didn't have any any heroes mm-hmm. all of our heroes that were sold to us were either religious mm. or Bollywood right mm. and Bollywood is fucking whack so lame oh my like, god you look, you look at Hollywood <laughs> at, back I, in the day back in the day okay. yeah, that, that <laughs> no no no, no, that no. further back further back that one? oh hell yeah <laughs> so 80s <laughs> <laughs> hey man, <laughs> DJ, you understand? You know what? Yeah, like, no. but that's the banger that everyone always. Remember the 80s? <laughs> it was always in the 80s. Like, yeah, yeah. Everyone was but just dude, even about, all the white kids at my yes. school were like, "Hey, Ange, do you know Tunac Tunac And I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. And then they would play it for me, and I would be like, "It's not Tunac Tunac Tune, you idiot." <laughs> but think about Hollywood in the 80s. Yeah. Think about who represented Hollywood. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. These fucking That's a douchebag. Ma- but yeah. as a you know, seven, eight-year-old, you're looking at these guys. They're fucking superheroes. They're legitimate yeah. superheroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you look at Bollywood and these dudes got pot bellies and yeah. <laughs> they're pink, dancing pink, half the movie. Like, this is not a fucking hero. It, it, I, I always looked at yellow. it. Yeah. And I always looked at it as a joke. Lip syncing. A, a part of me always looked at <laughs> our culture as a joke. And they're all light skinned, you know, there's no relatability at all. Well, but that was how they wanted it to be. I just think they didn't know better. Well, I grew up with all Indian people in my entire life. My entire life, dude. My entire life. And the one thing I feel like I have a great grasp on is Indian culture for the simple fact that I've seen guys go from young to old and they've never changed. Their whole fucking, the whole way they are is just gotten, they've just gotten gray hair. They haven't changed because they're suppressed. You yeah. learn to be suppressed and you mm. stay suppressed, right? The fucking Bollywood and all that stuff back in the day was a joke to everybody growing up in the 80s, Big right? Time. Big time. It was a joke. Hey, hey, everybody walk around, right? Like, oh, hey, hey, 
right? Remember? It was a joke. Yeah. And we looked yeah. at it as a joke because it was so colorful. Yeah. And it was like this colorful. It was like a spectacle. Spectacles, yeah. Spectacles, a circus. And it's, and it's what Indian, I believe, it's what they wanted the world to think. I believe that's how it was. They wanted to work. It's almost like this. It's like when you go to a new school, doesn't matter who you are. You go to a new school, you go to a new class, you're a young person, you try anything to fit in, right? Mm -hmm. You try to wear something nice maybe so you're nice. colorful, so people look at you and notice you or, you know, you play the clown or, oh, I'm an idiot, oh, a book fall on your head. You know what I mean? Everyone laughs at you, but they like you because you're this new lovable idiot at school. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what we were taught to do. I feel like that's what cultures still do to this day. They sort of play a part, play into a stereotype, right? right? So ultimately, it's easy to yeah. get in and then we love you and you're not threatening and then you kind of grow. Right, because ultimately a stereotype exists for a reason. Mm. Yeah. Right, and those reasons are generally valid. There's some truth, obviously. <laughs> that's why it's funny. That's why yeah. people can laugh at it. I, I, I think the, but the problem is you have to have an understanding for the stereotype to be funny, right? As opposed to it being insulting or you taking it personally. Yeah. I think sure. that's, a, that's yeah. a part of it too. That's the biggest part of it. Yeah, motherfuckers take that shit hella personal. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to go to see a Russell Peters show if you don't like stereotypes because he stereotypes yeah. everybody. Oh yeah. 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 He's brilliant. Yeah. Did you ever hear the... I know this is kind of crazy, but I've heard this on um, Jerry Springer. And... <laughs> And when the guy was like, yeah, well, you called me honky, right? You ever hear that? The, you ever hear someone ever call someone a honky? I have. Have you? Yeah. I've never heard you, that word in You called me the N-word. I had nothing honky? else. What, is, what does that mean? I had nothing else. Yeah, what, I mean, yeah, I, like my brother says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, mean, you, yeah, you feel like, yeah, I have nothing else, That's the right? equivalent. And actually, just recently, I told my brother what, because uh, we were recording an episode and I was talking about how, we were talking about how, like, you know, when um, the the overseers on the horses would come and they would whip the girmitias in, yeah. the, in the field. Mm -hmm. And I said, like, he cracked his whip and that is the origin of the word cracker and it he uh -oh. blew his fucking mind fucking no he kidding. was like oh my god like that's not even offensive then like that's that's for real like that's, that's the crazy. truth like yeah, that's what it was and that. i was like yeah like it's not that's you can't brutal. say that shit and like i mean sure someone might take it personally and be like yeah. oh my god i'm not a slave owner or whatever Bitch, the fuck, you know but the thing it is different yeah. like it is absolutely different from like the n-word or anything crazy. else like, i really do feel like once you've like the N-word is here. Like, there's nothing, there is yeah. nothing that you can say. Yeah, what I'm ready to that? fight at yeah. that point. <laughs> like, yeah. There's nothing that you can do. But the thing is, for me, it, I've been called the N-word more by white women than I ever have by white that's women. That's weird. Yeah. What? Because yeah, when they get crazy. agitated, their default is the <gasps> N-word. And they know really? I can't do shit. I'm not going to go hit somebody over that. But I'm an MC. I got words, too. Yeah. I just don't have that word. That's insanity. But yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's oh my God. My, two mind blowing <laughs> statements after another: the cracker and the and the the break chicks. Yeah, so, and I, well, I mean, wow. and the, the how dare they? Oh my wow. goodness! Like, and it's just also just it's also like a self burn because yeah. it's like you don't know what the fuck you're talking yeah, about. Like, you don't know what a so black bad. person is. It's you don't know what a brown look. person is. Yeah. It's like get your racial racial act. <laughs> yeah. I I I don't know how to deal with it well. I gotta say, I don't. 
I don't react yeah. well yeah. In, in that when that word is introduced because mm-hmm. I mean I could, could cut somebody up with words I was a battle rapper for a long time I know how to use my words but that word and I think it's more triggering because I, I come from that school that I was taught to love myself by mm-hmm. someone that was extremely militant mm-hmm. right Malcolm is so militant and he taught me to, to love what I look like and love who I am and respect mm-hmm. what I am and he demonized the fuck out of the n-word so every time I hear it, my thinking right. is just trapped in that oh, yeah. Malcolm mentality. Yeah. And I'm sure if he could fight, he'd punch somebody out for that word. But another dude didn't have to, man. He had dude, his words. I'm undercover brother. And I hear it all the time. And, you know, a lot of white guys think Fuck I'm out. fucking white, right? And so they, I hear it all the time. My, ra- my experience with racism is listening to it through other people's mouths mm. directed at other fucking people. Right, because you should be a safe space for them, right? Yeah. yeah. Because I'm a real easy person to deal with, so everyone lets yeah. loose and becomes themselves. Ugh. Always. Always happens. And it's why I have zero friends. <laughs> all of you people are watching me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not all of you. I love, some, I love I have friends, but I mean, it's why I'm very limited in my interactions because it's a very racist city. It's a racist city. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. And you know what? That's really shitty and unfortunate because yeah. there are so many um, like beautiful things that could have been built and made mm-hmm. with more unity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our producer is this white dude who's like just the biggest ally ever. And he like, you know, it's when I went to him like with my idea he like supported it incredibly and like we we say whatever we're going to say yeah. on the podcast every week right mm-hmm. and he has been questioned before like don't you like don't you get mad like how do you feel when they say the things that they say about mm-hmm. white people mm-hmm. and like he knows that he's not one of those white people that we're talking about yeah. right like he's an ally he gets it he knows that it's common sense yeah mm-hmm. it is but it's not so common though, though is it facts right and like if if relationships were more like that, like, yeah. and people, like, white people were more like him, mm-hmm. like, the world would be such a beautiful place. Like, this could be such a beautiful place to, like, yeah. create so much beauty and art and, like, work together. Yeah, and actually become a strong country instead of this kind of, like, weirdly uh, big country that is has no identity, you know? We struggle. Everyone struggles to have mm. self-identity, and there's no real like Canadian identity. Dude, I'd prefer us to not have a national identity. Well, it'd be nice to have a real unified identity where it's like <sighs> a know, real though. safe place for people to come. Like, it'd be yeah. really nice, man. Like, I mean, we, we're shifting everybody who comes here. We're pushing them to the prairies right now. It's utopian. Right? It's utopian. Sounds nice, but I mean, like, dude, there's so much repair that has to happen before there could ever be any unity or any kind of compromise and like right now like literally as we speak there are protesters trying to stop the pipeline from being built literally right now that are being directly assaulted by the rcmp as we have this conversation yeah Yeah. there's land defenders being arrested violently being arrested and there's celebrities all over north america talking about it but if we can't even get simple shit like that corrected Mm. There's no way we're going to this utopian yeah, society. Yeah, simple, simple things like having access to clean, drinkable water. Yeah, like this is this is Canada. This is yeah. supposed to be like this is the first world, right? This yeah, is the free world. This is where everyone comes to like escape things like yeah. that, mm-hmm. right? Meanwhile, we have so many communities that don't have access 
to clean water. Or we internet. have so many communities that don't have access to reproductive health care. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's pretty basic, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like healthcare in Canada yeah. is a Free, basic right. It's, yeah, it's kind right? of raved yeah. about everywhere else in yeah, the world. Yeah. Right? It is <laughs> yeah. it is supposed to be a basic right. And mm-hmm. like we have women and folks who get pregnant in the northern territories who have to fly to like Edmonton and other wow. places to give birth because they don't have the healthcare, right? They don't have access to prenatal brutal. care. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to do that on their own dime. It's brutal. Right? Do you right. think politically with the current system that we have that it could be changed? Let's just say there's a monumental shift and Jagmeet gets elected prime minister. I was just going to say, so like, here's the thing. He's great. There definitely needs to be more of like a step one, step two, step three. Because mm-hmm. there, there tends to be a lot of like, we're just going to do this. Well, how? We're just going to do it. Yeah. I love your attitude. Yeah. No, the that cash has got to come him. from somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah I, the thing is, is that like we have the ability to solve all of these issues right now. Yeah. We're just not because we don't prioritize them. We're also under the thumb of the Americans and we're being held back and from doing a lot of things because they say we can't do them. And that's a big, big, big issue, right? Like, you know, we give them everything and we are dictated to by them. That's the shitty part. Pretty much. Pretty much. And that's the unseen X factor that we don't think about, right? Look at our electric vehicle situation. He's putting a... stomp on the electric vehicle you know what i mean the tax so now no one's going to buy out of canada you know and they right. they require they need that you know what i mean we need it or our car industry's toast america's going to take over this ev thing they're just going to kill it and they're going to stomp on canada's system man we're gonna have nothing right it's like little things like that you know they think you know we got all this oil why don't we just not make oil <laughs> so the problem is, let's just not yeah. make oil. Let's just yeah. say, fuck it. No more oil. Dude, the problem is, we don't have all this oil. We don't. To get to the tar sands, to, to get the tar sands to become oil, it's one of the most labor-intensive and water-intensive I mean, processes that exist on the planet, man. It's not Cut like off the tar. Dude, it's not like they have wells and the oil is just shooting out of it. Mm-hmm. They're taking like gigantic, you yeah, know, tons of, of like, sand yeah. and like. Spraying the shit out of it to try and get to whatever stop it bottom of the barrel shit that there is that you can turn into crude. (laughs) So we don't have we don't have oil, man. It's not we're just strip mining whatever's left of that pit in Alberta. It's disgusting, man. Yeah, like what what is our thing? Like what do we got? I was just talking to like one of my coworkers. He used to he's Pakistani and used to live in Kuwait. And he was, he was telling me about how in Kuwait, the, I didn't know this, there's no tax there. They don't, they don't, no one gets charged for anything uh-huh. there because they're just sitting on oil money living yeah. their lives. Yeah. What? Royal family's in charge. What? Yeah, yeah the 90s, man. Kuwait. Remember Kuwait? <laughs> Saddam tried to take it. Saddam tried to take it. He knew there was this. Uh, <laughs> he knew. <laughs> he knew. So he's oh, yeah. Man, he's paying taxes. <laughs> I'm rolling in. Tax free. But, but even, even, I don't know how we got to Saddam, but even, even, <laughs> even with Saddam, like, you remove him from the the Middle East, mm. and then it's a complete breakdown, a complete shit show. You take Gaddafi out of Libya, you take Saddam out of Iraq, mm. and the whole fucking thing falls apart. And now the entire Middle East is at war, whereas when Saddam was around, they obviously, I'm not saying Saddam was good, but when he was around, the rest of the Middle East act, didn't act up. 
they acted right, right? Because yeah. he was like the big bully in the in He the was the man. He yeah. was like, if you had a strong did. grandfather, you know, that always shook your hand Facts. and crushed your hand. Facts. That was who Saddam was. Yeah. Your family grandfather. Like, shit, don't look him in the eye. Big facts. But he held it together, right? <laughs> and grandma still fucking made him tea. You know what I mean? And, you know, everyone feared him in the home. Nobody liked him, but yeah. 100%. Right, that's yeah. exactly right. Nobody so liked him, but everybody feared him. Yeah. Now yeah. we're the okay. Being the global majority, how the fuck did it take? How how is it taking so long for us to eliminate this blanket of white supremacy that's all over the planet? Mm-hmm. That's a good question because it's ingrained in our systems, and they were built from it. You mean being Indian, the majority? No, I I just mean the global majority. Like that's as not in, white. It's not white. Yeah. yeah. By a huge measure. But the, the systems are white. The systems are yeah. white. And we can't dismantle white supremacy without dismantling the systems first. And the systems have kind of been in like a real big spotlight, especially mm-hmm. in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Massive spotlight on the inequities in the system. Kyle Rittenhouse just got off. Yeah. All charges. All charges, yeah. All, not even a fucking gun charge. Yeah. So can we can we talk about that? Because I was doing some reading, right? I came prepared because I was like, okay, we want to talk about this, and this is like this is really silly, Mm -hmm. right? So like, there were a total of six charges, and like most of them, you know, related to actually killing people. Okay. There's this one here that is you know, the actual possession of a dangerous weapon. Did he not? Wasn't that one got it, don't dropped. we see, don't we see, but don't we see it? Can't we sit in video? Like, isn't it there? Yeah, it was there. He showed up from another state with a so weapon. So he's from the border. Illinois. Yeah. Okay. You know how far that is? Yeah, it crossed three borders. Okay. It is like 330K. Yeah. Okay. It takes like, that's like a three, three and a half hour drive. So, like, that's, like, us driving to, like, Kamloops or something right yeah. now. With our gap. And, and being, like, oh, we're just here to protect yeah. the businesses. That nobody asked you to. Right? So. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they rob human nature. Sorry to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Human nature is driving for three hours. You would at least once have that thing where you go, I should turn back. Right? Yeah. Sure. It happens yeah. with everyone. Can you question your, and then you say, no, I'm going. So, yeah. it showed uh, intent. Yeah. So, you know, all of the other things aside, I mean, like, how surprised are we? Like, you know, a white supremacist system held up white supremacy. Are we surprised? Even at the expense of white lives. Yeah. Right. (laughs) There you go. Right. Like, are we surprised? No. Like, we're mad. Yeah. But we're not surprised. But like the gun charge, like he got off of that because his lawyers argued that, you know, there was like a subsect of a, a different piece of law that applied to um, a different type of gun, and a different barreled, it? yeah, a different barreled gun. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, OK, cool. And They're then, like, all right. Let's yeah. Remove and that then charge. the lowest lowest of the lowest rung possible even just like the being out past the curfew Mm -hmm. which is just like you know like a fine it was like a couple hundred dollar fine the judge still said that the prosecution didn't provide enough evidence to prove that wow wow but there was pockets behind the car man (laughs) like 
He got bailed Tell out of jail. Tell me you're a white supremacist without telling me you're a white supremacist. Yeah. He got bailed out of jail. Two million dollar bail off of a GoFundMe. Yeah, crazy, eh? Can you imagine how many fucking people had to put in people came to get to two him. million? People came through for him, yeah. Like gangbusters. Like it was nothing. Yeah. And then he gets off on all the charges. And then Matt Gates, who's a colossal piece of shit, um, is trying to hire him as an intern. That's what's going to happen. Yo, it's a mess. Yeah. And this is the same Matt the Gates. going to be elevated. Well, this is the same Matt Gates that was crossing the border with underage girls in his car doing cocaine. Yeah. And married guy, right? Married Christian with kids, strong yeah. conservative Christian, like all of them. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to hire him as an intern. Yeah. Now, I. What do you I, think Trump's going to do? Oh, uh, dude, Trump's already congratulated him yeah. on on the charges being dropped. Now we're all all on social media, I guess, fortunately and unfortunately, mm-hmm. and this conversation with this verdict is raging on social media circles. And there is always a group of people that wants to just. You know, ex- exalt him and, and put him in this position of, well, um, you wouldn't put yourself in that situation. Well, no shit, idiot. Why would I go to a different state with a gun when there was no violence in this area at the time? Nobody was shot mm-hmm. that day mm-hmm. in this area by mm-hmm. anybody. Mm-hmm. The only time people were shot was when this shit had showed up. And I think the, the prosecution had a great point that, like, if you choose to go to a, con- a, a tense situation yeah. armed, yeah. Self-defense is out of the question. Yeah. Because you put yourself in that dangerous situation. Right. Yeah. If you're putting yourself in the dangerous situation, you can't claim self-defense because you know you could potentially be harmed. And not even that argument could stand up. No, because yeah. it was there was video evidence that they said suggested that he was attacked first or whatever. So he was, you know, it was he was defending mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. or whatever the hell. Okay, like, you know, all of all of that shit aside, like fine whatever right mm-hmm. like he, he was he attacked was, first he was he was defending himself okay cool whatever yeah. like yeah. i'm not like i don't think i would you know when i was 17 take a gun and drive a few hours like and you know what you and i wouldn't you know why hell no you know we wouldn't <laughs> right because like i don't have bulletproof skin right which brings Doesn't me exist. to my next point yeah. which is when he, after he did it he walked towards the cops and they did nothing. And you, you can hear folks saying, hey, he just shot them back mm-hmm. there. He just shot them back but there. The cops, yeah. And they didn't even arrest his ass. No, they, they did something, though. They said, good job. Yeah. And they gave the motherfucker a water bottle. Yeah. You need some water? Right. Yeah. So, water so nothing happened to him then, right? Can you imagine if, like, all Jacob Blake has to, had to do was have a knife. And he posed a threat and got shot seven times, like, mm-hmm. the end. The end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Within seconds. Right? Mm-hmm. What if What if that was a black dude that had done that? And he was dead. still, like, black dudes <sighs> get shot dead. all the time with their There's hands no up still. no way he would have been dead in a minute. Come on, man. Philando Castile, Tamir Rice. We could have a list that would go for hours. Right. But, like, here's yeah. the thing, though, is, like, would he even have, like, I question even whether this even would have happened, like, if he would have even shot the second or third person. Because... No one else shot him when mm. he did it, right? The white people, the white ones were the people who had the guns, yeah. right? No retaliation. And like no one, like there was no black people no, there with it, guns who shot him. And, and if it was a black person who did it, yeah. there would have been white people there right away who shot him. Immediately. You guys are missing one very important factor of all this. And because we're all, you know, number one, there's a race war in America. 
it's a silent war. It's brewing. It's coming to the mainstream, and it's going to explode, and it's going to it's going to keep going. But there is a race war, obviously. And number two, Rittenhauer is military. They look after their own. He right? was a cadet. He was. He's a fat fuck. He was a cadet. He followed military websites. He was. Bitch, he talked with military people. He fucking carried military. Well, yeah, that's weapon. how they. That's how they like mobilized. That's yeah, how, that's how one they punch lunch. That's the how they communicated and found each other. Right. So, but like, you, what about it? That's the. That's why he got off. <laughs> but you got. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So, so now yeah. on they top was, of that, th- that's what all they care about. But dude, he's suits. got he's got two previous incidences, mm-hmm. two previous criminal incidences of being a dangerous person. This is something that they they didn't even allow in the courts because he was underage. Yeah. They had the record sealed. But he has two other priors before this. People act like he's some fucking saint, yeah. claim, self-proclaimed medic. Yeah. Dude, they needed to have somebody to hang up on up on a fucking pedestal yeah. or whatever and say, flag. this is a good American. Yeah, and you know what? Like The, the thing that is really so dangerous about this now is that this has really set the precedent right like there's a lot of there's a lot of white people out there now who are going to be like cool like he was good i'll be good too mm. right and that is like Just so dangerous that is so unsafe yeah and i think what's even worse is that now it's like you give them okay you give them the justification fine you're not going to go to jail we're going to give you no punishment at all even if a person is not a shithead mm-hmm. but they have a gun mm-hmm. and they have a couple of the shitty interactions with people that are brown now in their, men, in their mind, it, that seed can be planted that oh, I could fucking kill somebody. No, nobody would give a shit. I could put a bullet in them and nobody would care. They can actually create that scenario for themselves. There's no other ethnic group that can create that scenario. I can go shoot this motherfucker and not go to jail. The fact that you can have that in your mind as, a, as some kind of a, I don't know, security blanket, I guess, to be able to have that in your, in your mind, it changes everything then. Yeah. Changes every changes yeah. the way you interact with people. But I don't believe that will be the answer. Like the fact that he was supported by military militias is what got him off. I don't That's feel like shit. another white guy is going to come up and go, oh, "I'm going to go pop some guys and get away with it," because they don't. Hope not. You see white redneck fucking pieces of shit getting busted for shooting people all the time in the states, all the time. Just watch the news on YouTube late at night and watch all the news clips from all the fucking cities, Detroit, <laughs> Chicago. I watch all that shit, right? Because I want to see. Yes. Probably 80% of that shit is fucking black people getting shot by fucking cops. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's it's really crazy. But there are so many fucking redneck shitheads <laughs> out there fucking killing people. It's 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 crazy. It's really crazy. There's and, a race war in the States, man. And, it, and there's more of them too, right? Yeah. So the, per capita, there's more white people that are going to commit more of the crimes. Brown people of color, if people of color decided, okay, everybody, we're going to war. White people would be fucking decimated in North America within probably 72 hours. Like, come on, think about it. Oh, for sure, man. Think about it. For sure. And if all people are like, nah, nah, man, that ain't happening, man. I don't know what you're talking about, son. No, no, dude, straight up. wiped Wiped off the planet. Wiped off the planet. So what does it come to then? Like, like, what does it come to? What do we have to do? Does it have to be violent? Mm-hmm. Does it have to be for it to finally end? I mean, does it have history to be has certainly showed us that, right? Because we we are where we are due to violence. Yeah. Um, I have to say that I, I respectfully disagree that 
you know, this isn't going to empower white people. I think that it, I think judgments like this and acquittals mm. like this and results like this always lead to the empowerment of white supremacy. And it doesn't necessarily mean that like there's going to be a bunch of white people popping off, killing people. It just means, you know, this is just when they like go see, see, like I'm yeah. good. See, like he was right. Precedent, in what precedent. He did. Yeah. He was mm. right in what he did. Second amendment rights. Yeah. You know, and 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 that's it, that's right? That that's all they need, right? And it's, I, I felt the same when you know your Trump was elected and got up on his platform and started saying the things that that he said, and everybody was appalled. And I was like, well, these people have been in the woodworks this whole time, and he's just empowering them, and he empowered them for as long as he did, mm -hmm. and like now they out here, <laughs> you know, like they have a voice, and they think that that voice is valid. Right? Dude, they, they just continue to empower each other. They, they think that John F. Kennedy Jr. is going to come back from our, the dead. From the dead to do with Trump have a cooking show. No, with Trump <laughs> and the American military. <laughs> I'd watch it, and they're going to take back the country. This is not a fringe belief. These <laughs> idiots believe this shit's going to happen. Yeah, but bro, it probably will. JFK Jr. is going to come back from the dead? No, no, I don't mean that part, but I mean about Maybe Trump he's fucking just like taking in a back. somewhere or something. Yeah, dude, will, Trump's dude. popping off, man. He's <laughs> Nothing has stopped him. Nothing well, has changed his tra trajectory. He's still probably going to be president in the next election. Yikes. Yeah, oh, I mean, who, who else Who else wins? Who else? You can't, and even if you win, Kamala? Trump's... No way, dude. She's not, she hasn't even She's been so seen. Phony. She hasn't even been seen. She's phony. Anyways. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. But Which is unfortunate, super unfortunate, because like, yeah, it was it's very, it's very. It's happy. sad she's a puppet, though. Like, it's sad because I think she could have her own voice and be very strong. On her is own. she the puppet? Because I thought that he was the puppet. I That's what I thought this are. whole thing. I don't was. think she's. I thought that he was she's the puppet. The Clinton puppet. I don't think she's as mm -hmm. capable as we are giving her credit no. for because she's fucked up a lot. And she, and she's in her time like. Well, I mean, okay. Do you, Tom, do you feel some kind of solidarity with her? Ethnically, mm, because she's part Indian, it certainly like felt respect, right? really amazing mm. to her see someone yeah. who looked like her there, and like not just because she's like half Indian, mm. but because she's half South yeah. Indian, right? Yeah. Like her mom is from the same place that like my mom's ancestry yeah, comes from, amazing. and like we never thought that we'd see that in the White House, mm -hmm. like. That that's Period. just a dream, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And so, like, that's terrific. Mm -hmm. um, everything that has followed thereafter is, you know, not incredible. Mm -hmm. It has it's been it Sad. hasn't been that long. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had really I, high hopes for her, man. Really? Like, I really thought I did, dude. Dang, I was like, yeah. I think that actually, like, I think you're you're right, and I I did too because I think someone like her. Uh, people like her in general, when you see something different, right? When you see a Barack Obama or a Kamala Harris, mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. you, there's this standard that's placed on them. That's mm -hmm. like, you really do expect, you expect more from them. Yeah. And I think it's like kind of fair to expect more from them. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, if that were me, I would feel a lot of pressure, um, yeah. to, um, yeah. to come out for all of, all of the girls Over who look above. like me. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I'd be like, you know, these people are counting on me. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, like who are you loyal to, right? Line. You're loyal to the man. And like, yeah. you know, I don't know, but I, 
yeah, I, I agree. I think that so. it was fair and valid to have some high hopes from someone who yeah. is the complete opposite of what we've seen in that mm-hmm. office, right? Just yeah. cis white men. Yeah, 100%. Well, yeah. Because even as a Canadian, I felt hopeful when Barack Obama was elected. Of course. Because <laughs> I was like, this guy's going to come in and he's young and he's fresh and he's smart yeah. and he was saying things nobody ever said. He came out in support of Palestine. I was like, what? <laughs> An American president in support of Palestine? Yeah. And then he gets elected and he killed more Muslims than any other president ever, including George Bush Jr., the second, whatever the fuck you want to call it. the job. Yeah, he killed more Muslims than anybody else in his eight years as president. So it feels like it's just, we're just being appeased with these little pieces. I think Jagmeet Singh is the only time I've actually been like genuinely hopeful because he seems like he really doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, by his TikTok dancing, he sure does. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, like, you're right. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, a lot of people don't like that, that he mm-hmm. is, like, on the TikTok and living his life. And I'm like, so he's trying to appeal to a demographic that matters. Yeah. Okay, so what is this really about? And he's a human being having fun <laughs> yeah. yeah. on top of it. Well, and that's the funny thing, though, is that, like, they're, you know, they like, how many times have we heard of politicians, like you know, mm. being friends with unsavory characters and, like, misbehaving, yeah. right? And, like, doing dumb shit. Like, mm. they they all suck. They all do dumb shit. Yeah. Here's one who's out here, like, doing, like, such harmless human shit and yeah. being, like, so criticized. It's yeah. remarkable. The dude rides a longboard and trains jujitsu. <laughs> it's too much for people. And Muay Thai. <laughs> You it's too much. And not, he's I, I nice. Right. Like he's yeah. nice to can't handle it. He's nice to a point where you almost get like uh, this might be the wrong person because he's a shithead, but you almost get like Gandhi vibes because he's all love. He just projects love, mm-hmm. even in the the circles where people have come out and openly been hateful and try to demean him. He just approaches them all with love, and all white people fucking hate that shit. Yeah, that is like the the like strongest value or tenet of Sikhism mm-hmm. too, right? Is mm-hmm. like just love. Like yeah. you, you love like literally love thy neighbor, but like actually not bullshit. <laughs> like yeah. not like you know, until they piss live me it. off. It's live like, it. yeah, you yeah. live it and yeah. you yeah, you do come f- through for others and you 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 know, you like insert yourself into like harm's way to like protect someone else. Like mm-hmm. he, he really does um like live and breathe that yeah. and and preach that and we've seen that so many times Facts. like in video and you know even like candid video right yeah. where he's been attacked in so many ways and he's yeah. just like comes through like that karen you know? that hit it, lit him up at that tried to at that thing yeah tried to yeah yeah try exactly tried mm. to but like he was good right and like He's he's really being true to himself. Yeah. And like, can anyone else really say that? Can anyone else on the yeah, same but that platform get you say votes? that? Not That's yet. the shitty thing. He's twenty five years way too early. You know, <laughs> that's true. He's he's <laughs> probably a generation too early. He's appealing to this next generation of kids that will vote, but he won't be around by then. You know, and that's really the tragic part. Like he, the problem with people voting, why I don't vote, this is why I don't vote a lot of it, is because you don't, you can't really get your option that you want in life, you know, with something like, you know, especially with Jagmeet. When you love, you could love Jagmeet and for everything he stands for, but if you're too nice, the thing that thinks about you is, I'm going to get pushed around by Americans. This guy's too nice. 
You know, like he's not going to have the balls to stand up and be this. That's what people think. I think only white right? people think that. Yeah, but everybody yeah. thinks that. I, I think but he like does. he like speaks out against like everything. Like he calls dramatically. He calls JT out on everything. Yeah. He calls everybody out on everything. Yeah, and just the voting people, they don't, they're not ready for that yet. I think they're not ready. We're I think still it is very school. divided. Like when you look at like when you start to look at the results, like as they come in in the evenings, yeah. and like you see all like the like the blue that's mm-hmm. in the yeah. prairies. Yeah. It's they just Fucking, vote because like, that's what they do. Well, dude, I think, I think white scary. people don't Sick. want to have a strong brown person in office. They don't want that, man. They no, don't, they don't want they that. Don't want they definitely that's don't that. want a, a beard having turban wearing Well, one. because he's he's threatening, man. Sucks. Like people that, are, people that are highly intelligent and represent themselves well, especially when you're brown skin, you're, you're not, it's not a value, right? It's a yeah. threat. You become threatening yeah. to them. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think like no one, no one likes it when someone is so confident and sure of themselves in yeah. their own skin. No one yeah. likes well, can, that, right? But Canada, it's more like that's not our identity yet. Yeah, I mean. Canadians are, are like, oh, well, what, do, what do we look like? And they're not ready for that brown but why does that need to have like one distinct answer with like one word like why is that like why do we need to have this identity why do we need to look a certain way just we're just evolving into a better group of humans like we're evolving into and this is a rough patch you know the covid this is a rough patch look it's been right now like fucked up rough no 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 but what i mean is like this is a rough patch by of learning this is part of the transition time where covid has come all of these shootings in the states have mm-hmm. all happened at the same time. Like they've gotten this massive, massive media run, right? right? Like this is changing. Things are changing, right? So I think it seems like it could be a rough patch for some folks because this might be um, like a new world to some people. This might be the first time that they're hearing about mm. it. Um, this is a conversation that a lot of people have been having since the day that they were born. Mm-hmm. And I maybe just want to like put that out there mm-hmm. into the world and offer that up to folks is that, you know, like it, it's fair that some people are coming to terms with um, like how the system that we live in works. It's fair that some people who didn't realize that they have privilege and benefit from privilege have that. That's totally fair. Um, I think it's really important that we like lean into this conversation, feel the uncomfortable and like grow from it and like learn from it and all of those things. I think it's also really important to acknowledge that while a lot of the world is engaging in this discourse in the last year, year and a half, a large portion of us have been engaging in this discourse and asking and asking and asking and talking since the day we could talk. So yeah, but who's it more important for? For everyone? Yeah, but that's too easy of an answer. This is more important for the people who haven't experienced racism. This is more important for the people who've had their heads up their asses. Because they're the ones that need to change. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've been trying, I think, right? Like, I think that there's been... There's there's some folks who are a lot like easier to talk to than others, yeah. and there's a lot of people who want to like question things and be like, well, like I don't like I don't benefit from that system, mm-hmm. and like, you know, I think it's like pretty safe to assume that every single time a white person benefits from the system or benefits from supremacy or privilege, that like 
you know, there isn't someone that runs up to them with a ticket and says, hey, this is your privileged ticket for the day, right? Like, you don't know. Like, you have no idea, right? Like, like we have no idea when we benefit from something or, like, why things happen the way that they do. And that's fair, right? Mm -hmm. Are the Mm -hmm. people who receive, like, the shitty end of that stick probably going to see it? Yeah, probably. Are the people who, like, receive racism and experience those things on a daily basis going to understand it and see it more? Absolutely. Yeah, and I think it's, mm. I, and I, I think one real important distinction is it's not our responsibility to make sure that white people understand and know it. It's not our job to make sure that you figure out how fucked up the system is that you live in. It's mm-hmm. not our responsibility. I think mm-hmm. the fact that we have to identify all of the problems that exist in the situation while having had our identity taken from us at the same time. To reclaim that and then to tell you, okay, well, you fucked it up for us. The system is still fucked up. Here are all the things that are fucked up about the system. Right. Since you built the system, now fix the system. And white people are like, oh, well, not really. Uh, it's not really my job to do this. It's not my job. Or then like, whose fucking, like who's fucking job is it? didn't do it. Yeah, yeah like n- now they're... Now, no one wants to take credit for it, but everybody wants to take credit for being a Canadian. It's my country, my country, my country. If it's your country, and you know there's all these fucked up things wrong with a big chunk of the population, fix your fucking country. Otherwise, don't call it your country. Stop taking ownership for it. Because if you take ownership for something, you got to take ownership for all, all of it, right? All right. of that you shit. Pick and choose. Yeah, yes. you got to take, you gotta take ownership for downtown east side. You got to take ownership for poverty in its extremist forms. Because, dude, we have communities in this country that are beyond third world countries. It's pretty bad. It's there are so pockets that are beyond third world countries. Dude, there's places oh, yeah. in the world that have running water, like just, you know, wells where they can get water. Mm. And communities can't even get that in a developed country. Right? It's embarrassing. It's yeah. embarrassing. So when Jagmeet, a guy like Jagmeet tries to impose force onto the situation, well, we have to get them water. We have to get them dental care. We have to do these things. And then I, I, there was a reporter that asked, uh, well, uh, how are you going to pay for all these things? And he's like, well, the same way we pay for everything else. Because <laughs> we do pay for everything else. Yeah. Every time America goes to a proxy war, Canada's the allied nation that's on the backpack, right? Of, yeah. of the American war backpack. Yeah. Canada's, <laughs> it's facts. Canada's flag is always there. France's yeah. flag is always there. UK's flag. All these motherfuckers are in the same backpack on America's back. So, you know, so if, if we can pay for all those things, we can pay for fucking the things that keep people alive at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the only people that this kind of angry brown person affects, I don't even want to call him angry because he's not I angry. Think that's even fair. I, I think he's more forceful. But that's the trope though, right? And that's what mm-hmm. works, right? Like angry black woman, angry, yeah. Yeah. angry brown guy, yeah. right? Like that's, yeah. that's just the trope that works for everyone because yeah. it like, you know, that's the only box that anyone can find that yeah. fits. Who, who, did you, who did you look to to be inspired by when you were coming up? Who would have been your inspirations that kind of activated you to feel like fearless? You know, I was recently asked this and I don't actually think that I have an answer because great. I never seen myself in anyone. There wasn't anyone that I looked to and was like, it's awesome. I yeah. can be like that That's or so I rational. want to be like that or, yeah. you know, like there, I mean, obviously like, I mean, I do, you know, belong to the church of Beyonce and I love her and she's terrific. <laughs> um, but 
you know i don't like see celebrities and like big names like in that way that mm-hmm. like there really wasn't anyone who i felt like i could look up to or identify with that moved you yeah mm. damn that's true and even, even now until until this day have you found any heroes from well, queen b i mean i mean <laughs> outside of yeah outside of that lens like mm-hmm. that you can identify with as far as your actual ethnic origin, have you found any heroes that you look at and be like, I represent with that person now as an adult? Mm-hmm. Um, again, good question. I will have to get back to you yeah. on that. Wow. That's but fair, I, though. I think That's it like, motivates me because I'm also like, I don't want like the next me to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Right? So like, important. I really, I really want to to like be the person that like I didn't have. And like my brother really wants that too, right? Like that's why we were doing what we're doing because we wanted to to put it out there and be like, hey, like we, we know that you're out there too um, because we know that we're making something for for people like us who don't have that example, who don't have like a male or female role model that they can identify mm. with or talk to um, or see themselves in. Yeah. And I just, I'm, I am very, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm very inspired by like my close circle and I, you know, I really have to like actively uh, take the steps to, you know, preserve my energy and protect it and ensure that my circle is uh, like facilitates positivity. um, And so, yeah. And so that's why I'm like really happy that like we've connected and yeah. that um, you know we've we've found the crew that we have and yeah. we're gonna do amazing things um but like we like we're gonna be that for you are for, the example yeah for someone else for the next right team. i just i just don't think that we we have that no and that's a great thing not to have it's great not to have idols and people you look up to like I think it's great. There's some, there's some truth in that for sure. Well, because yeah. you 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 can be overwhelmed by their philosophy, right? And then when they say something that you don't agree with, sure, yeah. Then all of what? a sudden, that now you start questioning yeah. your identity. Are you conflicted, or do you now you're subscribe conflicted. to it? Yeah, yeah. The hero worship right? can be a problem. Because for sure. the one thing yeah. you got to realize when you're in a journey like Angelina. Yes. Angelina. Hi, Angelina. <laughs> <laughs> Remix. Angeline. Angeline. Yeah. Right. So. You know, the journey she's on, her mind must be free from any sort of suggestion and persuasion, right? When you truly find what your mission is in life, you have to walk it alone. Even with people, you still have to walk it alone in your own mindset, your own philosophy, your own like ideas of where you're going, right? And that's why I don't listen to people either. I don't watch all that shit, the motivation and mm-hmm. all the people and all that, even the rock. <laughs> I don't even listen Homie's to the so rock. corny sometimes. Oh my god! Oh my god! But yeah, you know what? And I think like you just like summed that up really well. Actually, like you just like perfectly articulated something that I was thinking. I guess because I just I, I yeah yeah I you I don't listen to nobody wrong. good at all. Like I just can't. Like I cannot <laughs> be told anything. Um, I have to make so, my own mistakes. I have to go through yeah. pain. Mm-hmm. Pain. I I have first thing to. in the morning go outside. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Yeah, do it. You I, won't be I and I and I have to right and like I'm I'm fortunate that like my my while my mother is you know like from a very small village and mm-hmm. she is like a brown mother she is also a very strong personality and 
she very much so understood that about me from a very young age. She'll still to this day try to tell me things sometimes, but she knows that I don't listen to anyone. Mm. If you don't want me to do something or want me to do something, like don't, just don't say it. I will do the opposite. Like if you tell me not to do something, like I'm going to go do it. You're Sigma female. You know what that is? No, what? Research it when you go home. Okay. S-I-G-M-A, Sigma female. It's exactly, it sums you right up. It's the str- one of the strongest ide- uh, like personality uh, identifications that there can be. There's Alpha. You ever heard of Alpha? Right, yeah. The Sigma is right below it, but it's the most powerful. Mm, oh, damn. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's probably me. I mean, like, I'm also, like, I'm... Um, like I'm a good person yeah. and I <laughs> Sigmas are all good. Like I'm a good Alpha's person and I'm like Sigmas a nurturing person <laughs> and like you know, I'm like nice and stuff. Um You're real. But yeah, I I, I definitely try because I think that I spent a lot of time not being real and like yeah. I think I spent a lot of time like people pleasing and that really yeah. involved not telling people yeah. the truth, not mm-hmm. people telling people that's like awesome. it is and, and that's just, destructive to you, man, when you don't. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I but was so constructive in the building of the personality and building of the, mm-hmm. of the person that you're becoming to be able to understand mm-hmm. selfishness and greed and all these other things that maybe you've experienced or done in your life. Yeah. Right. You, you see it now. You don't feel like you need yeah. to be inspired. Uh, no, no. I get inspired when I meet people like her, like, you know what I mean? I, I get inspired when I know that there are free thinkers out there and people who are like, really trying to push a narrative mm-hmm. and make a difference in life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know we are trying to do it through entertainment yeah you know and so is she you're trying to do it through entertainment in, in a way as well right the podcasts and mm-hmm. all that stuff but you're a free thinker that's what's inspiring dude all these jokes on yeah. tv it's fake it's all fake. You know what one guy told me? He was a YouTuber uh, motivational guy. Okay. He goes, you know what, Mike? You'd be really good at this. I'm like, oh, why? He goes, this is all you have to do. Copy what I do. He goes, the secret. <laughs> that's so, yeah, that's gross. The secret to all of this is you copy the guys that are successful. So all these guys that are coming like up. It's a blueprint or something. It's a blueprint. It's a blueprint of fakeness. So, okay, I, I get it. But I, I have a a few individuals that have kind of shaped my thinking and I think their blueprint without their blueprint me personally I wouldn't know where the next the next step would be mm-hmm. right like there's a Indian politician that no one ever talks about and his, his name is Dr. Bhumi Ambedkar and he was like kind of like a foe to Gandhi he was one of the only politicians in India that represented the Dalit communities mm. and nobody represented the Dalit mm. communities at all in India and he was like fierce and ferocious and he kind of laid the groundwork for I mean now they say they don't have a caste system in India they obviously have a caste system in yeah India. stop lying it's, it's, <laughs> it's not spoken of as a thing that happens but it's blatantly obvious yeah that there's of a, course a, caste system and Ambedkar was one of the first people that started to push it into legislation that this cannot be something you can use to discriminate against people Mm -hmm. and this is in the fucking 40s and just now they've openly said we don't have a caste system (laughs) but it's one of the worst places in the world to live if you're a dark skinned person right and for me if those thinkers didn't lay those you know initial steps then I don't think we would be able to be as fierce and ferocious as we are with our opinions 
here. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. They had the whole world stacked against them, yeah. it, right? And I, I think that's like true of every single movement. Like the work that we're doing today mm. is like we're not necessarily going to directly benefit from it. I mean, I think that things have been moving more rapidly probably like you said earlier that like you know the change is happening and mm. coming um but like you know the first wave of feminists in the 1920s like mm. set the groundwork for me for to be able to do what i'm doing now mm. yeah. right like the flappers suffragettes, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> right yeah. like yeah. you know like it's it's all like everything happens yeah over time, over you know what that's very called? long periods of time. Oh, no. You know what that's called? What? Evolution. Oh. <laughs> we evolve. Yeah, exactly, right? And so I can completely understand that, like, thing, like change doesn't happen overnight. It's not going to. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to sit down. Mm. Damn right. Right? Like, I really, like, should I actually procreate one day? <laughs> I want to leave, <laughs> you know, a better earth for, like, the next me who looks like me. Um, and I want them to, like, continue this work, right? Because I strongly, strongly, strongly believe that, that yeah, like, you know, I'm not the, you know, I don't fit that ideal template or the mold mm. of, you know, every, like, brown daughter or whatever. Yeah. But I am doing now what my mom would have done at my age yeah if she could have yeah and you i should, know that you should be the mold break because straight, yeah yeah because yeah. The, mold. the mold is subservience yeah right? yeah and you are the furthest thing from that thinking yeah and it's crucial and and i see it man i, I have a i have a, a daughter at home too and she's fucking fierce and yes. she doesn't give a fuck and yes. I, I see it in her all the time i see it in her interactions with people yes. i see how confident how she carries herself i'm like yeah she's a that's beast. incredible that makes yeah. me so happy to hear because like when i was like 14 and mm. you know tried to say something i was just told to be quiet right or like don't talk so loud or don't talk about this Damn. or don't wear so this real. or anything right and so it's real. interesting how the, those older generations will then like prescribe to this standard right like you know white people make this standard and mm. then and then a few people will buy into it and then, you know, try to like push it on, like we'll try to push it on each other. Right. And it's like, like when I came home with like all my piercings, right. I like had my septum pierced and then I got the other side of my nose pierced and my mom was just like, Ugh, okay. Right. Came home with another tattoo and she was like, I guess. Right. Like she doesn't love it, yeah. but like she knows who I am and she's mm. like, all right. And my dad was straight up like, that doesn't look good. Like, mm -hmm. why did you do that? He's like, done. get out of the house. Right? Because like this, <laughs> like the first nose piercing I got was actually when I was like nine years old, I asked. And but it's because, so Indian yeah, though. because it was cultural, yeah. right? They were like, mm. okay, cool, whatever. And then like, I, you know, started doing my own thing and mm. I like, got my septum pierced and like my dad was not having it. And my mom was straight up like, I don't know why you're getting mad at her. Like our grandparents looked like that. That's exactly what they did. Right? Because yeah. yeah. like silly. like tribal yeah. Gitarmedia looks like this. hundred percent. Right? And it's like they've they're so like brainwashed and prescribed yeah. to this this way of Broken. thinking, right? Like we have we yeah. live in a world where we have to perform whiteness every day in order to get yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I'm just I am so tired. It's exhausting. It. <laughs> it is, yeah. I'm so you tired. just can't be yourself, you know? Yeah. Like that must be the tire most tiring part. You know, it's that it, you're not yeah. able to just let loose and just yes. be 
It was. It was. I absolutely. I feel definitely 100% more comfortable in my skin now. But there was mm. like many years mm. where I really didn't. I yeah. was so uncomfortable. I was like, I really got to, you know, I got to straighten my hair every morning and I have to look a certain way. I got to dress a certain way. I got to, I have to speak a certain way. Everything. Yeah. You know, I have to like sit right. I can't be like gesticular with my movements. Like I can't do anything that's me because then I will fit into this other label or box that someone has made up for me. And then that's going to be it for me. Yeah. Right. And now I'm just like, this is it. Yeah, that's the best way to be. Yeah, though. this is yeah, it, and it's pretty great. And, and you know what? I have found that actually, like, I have, I have a lot more success if, if I can call being it yourself. that, like being myself. Mm. Like, not only am I just like yeah. so happy, it's the secret <laughs> all of the time, but the the response that I garner from others is incredible. A lot of people who don't look like me, a lot of white people who like support me in everything that it, I do. Mm-hmm simply because I had the audacity to be myself. Mm-hmm. But I had to do that in order for them to come out for me. That's great. Right? And, like, I've I really learned that when you really are your most authentic self, like, your people will come to you, right? We Hell talked yeah. about this. Your people Hell will yeah. find but you. But even more so, people will leave you the fuck alone. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. You know what? That has been a blessing, <laughs> let me tell you. Like, yes. And you know what? Like, That's even there's so many people reward. that I just, like, I don't, you know, I could never see them again and I would be so good. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. like f- fuck me in the corporate world, but I'm okay with it. Sure, yeah, that's I'm, I'm okay with it, and sure. I, I understand it. I, I understand it because I, I see the, the bigger picture and yep. I see where the bigger picture is going, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a few questions before we get out of sure. here. Just like the great and wise Arnold Drummond, you take the good, you take the bad. God, right? You leave the rest. Yeah, take the good, take the. Different strokes, strokes, right? She's too young. She doesn't understand. She did. Oh, I'm sure you know different strokes. No, she didn't know that one. Oh no! Shit! (laughs) Right, thirty. Right, it wouldn't have existed. What you talking about, Willis? You know the reference. Yeah, Yeah, I know the reference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you were to suggest um, books that people should read to help them overcome their own biases, do you have any Mm. recommendations? Yeah. Um, so like a great place to start um, is So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijioma Alou. Um, it's like very, it is not that big. <laughs> and it is, it's like a really easy read. And it's super like layman's. Like it is not complicated. It's not hard. Um, and it's super real. And it's for, for everybody. Reading for everybody. Yeah. Not just white people. Yeah, everybody. it is. It really is. Like I got a lot of value out of it because it really articulated some of the things that I was feeling that like I didn't know how to put words to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is It is really, um, you know, it's, it's written from the lens of a black woman. Um, but it is, you know, for anyone who wants to learn how to talk about race. Mm-hmm. And that is like, to me, that's simple. Like, that's like mm. a simple concept, right? And so that's a terrific one. Um, another more challenging one for, um, for challenging because of the content is yeah. white fragility. Oof. Big one. Yeah, because that that's Eddie. just that's just hard for some people to to come to terms with and that's fair because i have really like i'm an empath and i really i've really had to 
I haven't had to do anything, let's be real. <laughs> like, right? Because, like, people of color don't have to do anything. Um, but, um, you know, I, I had a, um, a coworker um, say to me in the last uh, year, it was months ago at this point, um, at an old workplace, but they said, like, you know, like, it, like I have only become aware of my privilege in the like since the murder of George Floyd I didn't know that that was a thing yeah. and so like I'm you know I'm really coming to terms with this and I'm and I'm trying and I'm learning and like yeah. you know and like they were really great at like having conversations with me um and they were open to it all but I also just was like hey I need to be understanding about this too like how would yeah. I feel if like you know yeah. the, the rug was pulled out from under me one day like in this completely other way yeah, yeah, yeah. where then Very kind of you it is, and it's you know, human, and though. you know, it's funny because like you, rem you remind me of my bro because my bro is just like you need to fucking stop doing that shit, and I was just no, like, no, I, I, but it's I, important. I think that's a beautiful characteristic. I'm just saying, it's, it's total empath. Yeah, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't. I just don't see the benefit of like yeah. me being like, Sigma well, female. like, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to. You're not a. You should know better. No, it's right way to be though. Like the thing is, is that. The thing is, dude, the fight is not in these little things of correcting people all the time. You know what I mean? The fight is a little bit bigger than just individual battles that you make with people. Yeah. You, you, I, I get what you're saying. Yes, you know thank what I mean? you. Yeah. So, like, the time that I put in to, like, you know, sit with a coworker, an old coworker, for 45 minutes and explain the layers and layers in the racism of yeah. calling me the wrong name and the name of a different, the only other ethnic person in the yeah. office, you know, explaining that, do I have to do that? No, but I do things like that because I can see the bigger picture, the bigger picture. right? And that's important to me. And also for me, like, you know, accountability is love mm. to me. Like there's some people who like, I won't put in the effort. Like I do have to pick my battles because it is extremely emotionally taxing, Totally. but like if you are someone who I have in my life and I value you in my life, I will have to have, yeah, I'm going to have to sit down with you and we're going to have to figure it out and we're not going to be able to leave it to the side because I don't have the luxury of mm -hmm. thinking about it later and forgetting about it, right? Like accountability is love to me and if you're going to be in my life, then I'm going to hold you accountable because you're mm -hmm. important to me. If you're not important to me, then I won't. I think it's really important that you said that, that you don't have the luxury to forget about it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think people need to hear that a little. Yeah, you know, if I if I had a dollar for every single time someone said to me, "Hey, can we just can we just like put a pin in this? Can we talk about this later? I don't want to get into this right now." Mm. Yeah, no, I I need to get into it right now because what like what happens here is going to dictate what happens later, whether you're still in my life or not. This yeah. is, you know, this is my life. This is really important to me. And like, there's two things that I don't fuck with: it's racism and misogyny. And if you have an inkling of any of those in your blood and your bones, then yeah. it's the end. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Mm -hmm. So we I feel like you would unleash a hell that nobody has ever felt before in their life. Like, I feel like you have that ability. You know what? I think I do. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you have, like, because you, you come up very nice and you're very, like, you've you're been so, smiling the entire time. The entire time? <laughs> yeah. But inside, I feel like there is a battalion, right, that will be unleashed into the world with fire and cannons blazing that if something ever happened. 
that you that really and just you know if it does happen yeah so let them know if it ever happens so don't fuck around we got your back if it does happen yeah 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 and and I you know what ready to pop off good to say it feels good to hear that and it feels good to have the confidence in knowing that I do yeah because that's also not really been a thing right no Mm -hmm. one's like backed me up when I've stood up for something man I will back you up any day I fucking (laughs) love you I think you're amazing I'm so glad you came on the show I know I'm a little (laughs) off but that's all good I'm like the undercover brother man you send me in to like (laughs) with the vest on assassin yeah Yeah. oh no we I know (laughs) I know I know what I have here but um we've been really deep the whole time yes so we're gonna end it a little lighter sure um you're obviously a, a, a fan of music, rocking the Aaliyah shirt. Yeah. Um, when you die, you go to your afterlife, whatever that is for you, you can take three artists' whole catalog with you when you go. <gasps> Only three artists, but you get their whole catalog. Back, back, what three artists would you choose? Four. Okay. Beyonce because that's of course I everything. knew that was coming because it's that everything. It's so there's so much diversity. It's yeah. everything, so everything you want, anything yeah. you want. It's there. Oh, wait a minute, worst Beyonce song. Come on, just pick the one that you, I, when you hear it, you go. Oh, I man. know. Okay, like is it single ladies? No, I mean that's that could be there. That song is popping, that, yo. That's a <laughs> but the song where you go, I love B, but uh, yeah, I love um, like that sweet dream song. Oh, oh a terrible, nightmare. Yeah. good choice. This song is a beautiful Great nightmare. Oh my God. It's a terrible Great song. choice. I used to play the remix for that one. Oh, there's a really good remix for it. But Thank God we're not big enough. We're not big enough. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> we're not big enough for the Bayhive to cancel us, yeah. so we're yeah. good. But that's yeah, we're yeah no, that song is just, ugh. yeah, <laughs> not good. Yeah. Um, good but yeah, obviously Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I really love, like, as for like big names, you know, she's the one. Um, but like, um, somebody like Ella May. Oh, Ella May, okay. love her. She's mm-hmm. dope. I love her. That's the first. So yeah, that's her first. What's her <laughs> yeah, catalog she's, like? She's just mm-hmm. different. What's her catalog like? uh, it's 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 still R and B. Yeah, but her voice is just yeah. so else. remarkable, something and else. she's mm-hmm. just like everything about her is just very understated mm-hmm. to me, and just her style and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very unique. Love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, someone who I feel like right out of the gates has the audacity to like be themselves yeah, and big. i think that's pretty incredible um and honestly like kaylani oh wow i just love her fucking love like, love oh, her but here's and the- she's so fly too she's just <laughs> everything yeah. she does is so fly exactly she looks fly the yeah. music is fly she's she's got yeah. it locked yeah you, you have no like tupac or yeah. Biggie, like what happened? You don't, you don't, you don't need any because, any men in your catalog. Um. Well, no, because they will always have the stage, no matter what. Always, so mm. like, I'm, they'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no. I mean, for um, you personally. Oh yeah, no, but, but that's what I mean. Like, they'll, like, you don't you know, need a male voice in your will, catalog. They will be there for everybody else, yeah. and that's okay. They could be there for you everybody else because I'm good. Um, but yeah, there. I mean, I don't think that like. I feel like there is like. A Biggie song or a Pac song for like every emotion <laughs> or every yeah, yeah. right like there's like like every day or even like Cube right yeah, like yeah. <laughs> and so true I just I really love to like just yeah you know like like chill and listen to that music um, but I also really really love to 
like dance around in my room and sing while yeah, I'm facts. doing stuff. And yeah. like, that's do you know the that kind of stuff that I do that to. <laughs> do you know that used to be my relationship with R? And that that left years ago, obviously, but that's how it was for me growing up. Was R. R. Kelly, right? I don't even say his last name. Piece of crap, right? But R, right? Oh, man, I'm so looking sad. at her shirt and everything. So it's just, sad. it's really. But the sad part about that is that that was the biggest part of my growing up was listening to fucking R. That's really beginning. like twelve play. And you know what? Like Ugh. you didn't know, so no. like. <laughs> No, no. Yeah. we knew. We knew. Ish. We knew shit was. Yes. We knew something was. We, fucked everybody up. knew it was. Everyone's just like, Aaliyah. what the fuck? Because there was a P tape. Yeah. Right. Right. And well, that. I mean. And and yeah, obviously right? Aliyah being underage. Yeah. But it's the times. The times didn't dictate for us to get mad. Yeah. It was the yeah. time of life. Yeah. Where we didn't appreciate and women. The music and is so good. Well. But that's what the music it's is so, so fucking up, good. What's so fucked up about it is like it's I can't. So and, like yeah. I can't oh no! I, he's removed yeah. from every playlist. Well, the thing is, is that can. like everything, like you listen to the meat, like. They Even like Aaliyah, like aging nothing but a number. Yeah. I'm just like I can never listen to the song ever. Ever. Again. Um, so yeah, sad. everything. Even Choosy Lover is like, a little creepy because Kelly wrote that too, or parts of it. Um, but I, I got to meet her once. Oh wow! Yeah. What? Yeah, Ew, this when is she was breaking. when she was um, making Romeo Must Die here. Oh wow! Oh my god! Um, her brother. That was like when I think about that now, I'm just like, holy shit! Like she was making moves at yeah. such a young age, like. I, I thought she was. Nobody I thought she was everything. She would have been Beyonce before Beyonce. Honestly, Seriously? yeah. To me, she was like the greatest thing on the planet yeah and then meeting her and having a good experience like having her be nice i was like oh my god she's fucking everything just perfect yeah and then she had the the vampire movie come out yeah. and i'm obsessed with vampires i'm like oh man she's the greatest thing ever amazing way too cool and amazing. it all ended like too cool for this world yeah. <laughs> oh yeah way ahead yeah. of her time way ahead of yeah. her time yeah but with that said you get to, you don't have any dirt on her. You get to enjoy her for the love and the greatness that yeah. she was because there's no dirt on her. Dude, I don't know if you're a fan of Dame Dash, but when you hear what <laughs> Dame Dash says about their situation, it's fucked up, man. So, mm. like, R. Kelly raped her, raped yeah. Aaliyah. And she had to go through that and be in the public eye yeah. of being his so strong, man. artist or whatever the fuck that situation was. So and yeah, dude, she went through some shit. shit at the time. Yeah, fucked. They, back in those days, you see the adults smack a girl's ass. Hey, sweetheart. And oh, girls are like, oh, you know, it was, it was you have to deal. It was yeah. brutal in the 90s. Yeah. The 90s were the worst mm -hmm. time, man. It, it, I know women have had a fight the entire, you know, Time these last mm. hundred years. I think the eighties may have been a little worse. Nineties were worse, dude. Yeah, nineties so? were worse because eighties were more about like there was a drug era in the eighties, so nobody really paid attention to what was Fucked going on. And epidemic you know, of drugs. and men there were a lot of men that were subjected in the in the eighties as well because a lot of guys were gay, right? And they were faking Couldn't gay, yeah. right? And so they were being used tons, mm, man, yeah. right? So, but the nineties were the worst, dude, because. It was literally the, if you think about it, uh, like women finally got that chance to have a say in the 90s. Like and misogyny was like hella say. celebrated in the 90s. <laughs> it, 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 I, I hate saying it. It really was, it was like misogyny it, yeah. was hella celebrated. Yeah, like dude. all my favorite hip hop artists had songs that are horrible, horrible to listen oh to. The 90s were the first time when women got to stand up and actually have a say. 
like actually had a say, man. That was kind of after the Clarence Thomas, I think. Mm. Around, remember that time, like the Clarence Thomas right. thing, and right. then and then it started really kind of we you started paying attention to women and their rights, and then Bill Clinton passed the sexual oh, harassment shit. thing in 1996, right. and then it right. started happening. Oh, pretty good memory, yo. yeah. Yeah, that's that actually shit. pretty good. Yeah. You know, I'll just say that the you know with the modern day equivalent, or I guess the evolution um, of the the. <laughs> The word. the ass lap yeah. is like when dudes put their hand on the, oh, the small of, no like just Jeez. on the small of the back like when they just like, like know, they have to make space and they, they have like to make space. they put the their oh. hand on the small of a woman's back like just uh, just oh that's a butt. creepy I'm like movement. why <laughs> like. Yo, what? I don't know yeah, you dude, like that. Like, why touching, touching a stranger, dude? If I if, I if if you're one of my friends and I see you do that shit, I will publicly <laughs> publicly <laughs> humiliate you. Yes, for that shit. Oh yeah, super weird. Oh my super god, super weird to feel entitled to like someone's body. Oh yeah, it's like weird that. to touch someone <laughs> or in a club where they grab your hand and shit. It's just yeah. like. You know oh, what? Man. Like everyone, like I mean, COVID has been hard for everyone, and yeah. that's fair. And I don't want to invalidate that, but like I just have to say that, like I didn't have to change anything. <laughs> COVID's been great for me because, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't really like, you know, like the you know, like the family gatherings or whatever. And like you apparently have to you have to go around and hug everyone. You, every time you see someone, you have to hug so them bad. hello yeah. and goodbye. And I'm like, yeah. I just don't, I don't want to, I don't need to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone get away peace yep. matter here bye yeah. right I can leave so fast because I don't have to hug everyone and get into some Dude, sort of conversation I, Irish goodbye always Irish goodbye okay? I've used that since always since I learned about it from you I've used it it is the you just leave just, just leave. leave yeah <laughs> don't even say amazing. goodbye yeah. oh, I gotta go to the bathroom bounce Bye. I didn't know it existed you told me about it I'm like I'm gonna use yeah, that yeah 100% <laughs> yeah and you get known for it and then all of a sudden people just don't even realize you're gone it's like you assholes didn't even know I was here <laughs> Okay, here, I'll ask you my question. Once again, thank you so much for coming on. Like, I was thank really, uh, I was excited to hear that I was having, uh, you know, that you were coming on here. And I lied. I did look at everything, right? And I, I, <laughs> right? But I was really excited because, you know, it's important that people get to know people like you. Right? And I, right, it is because you are totally the example of how people need to be. I don't mean men, women, I mean people. You know what I mean? Like learning about from your mistakes, you know, coming up with a game plan and staying true to yourself. You know what I mean? And wanting to change the world. Thank I appreciate you. That, that really shit. means a lot. No, Thank I do appreciate so it. And keep going and just know you can, you have us here. You want any trickery? <laughs> Anything happening? You know, where we, the guys, we're gonna start doing some trickery stuff and hope in the future we can. Yeah, absolutely. Come, yeah, we'll put in some come in, uh, we'll create some sure. good chaos with you. Yeah, it'd be dope. Good chaos, I yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah, it'd be awesome. So here's my question: mm-hmm. What happens when you die? What what happens? Oh, so you die. What happens? What do you believe? You go to your version of utopia. Unless you suck. Unless you're a fucking Trump. Then you just you go nothing. into emptiness. Um, do you think the brain has that? Okay, so then do you f- physically go there? Like spiritually or whatever? Does something go there? Does the brain just kind of take you there? Is there a part in the brain that clicks? Mm. Like a, you know, like the magic pill you'd eat, you know, and the acid gets in you. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Is it like that? Like DMT, what DMT does? Or do you actually, is there a spiritual place you go to? Or what do you think? Like, what have you always believed? That's a really good and profound question. 
Because um, you've thought about it before. Yeah, and you know, like I'm so I'm Hindu, and like we're you know, like yeah, raised for yeah, right. So you got to live a good life, so you don't turn into a bug and get mm. smushed. Um, but then Did- I guess you would just die and go into the next thing. So facts, <laughs> right? Um, but I think that we have an energy, right? And I think that it makes sense that when we die, that energy goes somewhere, and. I don't think that I will get to reap all of the benefits of all of the work that I'm putting in um, necessarily. But I have plenty of peace knowing that future generations will. And I am going to like go to my perfect utopia where I just get to relax knowing that I left the world a better place. And that I, mm. that I tried every day. Mm. Good for you. And I'm just going to chill. Very good answer. <laughs> yeah. It's really a secret. Like, the secret is do your very best. You have a life. Do your very best. Make people happy. Make yourself happy. And that's it. It's your yeah. only responsibility. You're not really here to change the world. Very select people actually change the world. In history, you go through time, man. There's not a lot of people. It's true. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people waste their lives. Facts. Right? Mm-hmm. Big time. Mm-hmm. So what's what do you do? You go out there and don't waste your life. Well, you kind of follow the Pac ethos, right? You may not change the world, but you spark as many brains as you can before you yes. leave. Yeah. Right? So yeah. That they Impacts can, are, they yeah. can be great or small. Big time. Yeah. And legacies aren't so great anymore. Like back in the day, like you they mentioned Gandhi. Yeah. He had, he, there wasn't much happening. So his legacy was sure. amazing. Right. But now there's so much happening. Your mm-hmm. legacy doesn't have to be this great big thing. You can do this little thing, right? And yeah. really make an impact on the world, right? But most people don't even try that little thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't even bother trying. They're just like, fuck it. And Let's here we are with our egos, with the audacity mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. think that we're going to change the world. Yeah. And all you got to do is just try and do but something. But we already have. Like, look, yeah. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm We've here. The world. You're it's here. Dead. We're like engaging in really, really important conversation and discourse. Yep. Yep. And like we have the like purest of intentions and great plans yeah. and like we're going to make shit happen because we have ambition. Yep. Damn right. So we've, we've already made change. Amazing. And I, we're going to make more change. I love it. And I love the way you represent yourself. Yeah, it's amazing. And I'm actually. very thankful that you're here and that we got to yeah. meet. And you raised yourself well. I think it's dope. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she has. She is amazing. She's made a great, a great person. And uh, please make sure you check out the No Ties podcast as well. We'll make sure we put up all the links and um, so you have all the information. It's elite. It's no longer ACDJ. No more. It's over. It's Mike Olton. Fuck. We'll give him a cool nickname. We'll find a cool nickname. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be... It's not going to be ACDJ, man. What's the other one? Teen Idol. Yeah, it's not going to be Teen Idol. <laughs> No, uh, it cannot be that. Yeah, it's not going to be a bad one. No, but we'll we'll find we'll find a good one. Right there, we'll find a good one. Yeah, Angeline in the place. Angeline, high phrase, y'all. Peace. <laughs>